This is Hanging with the Talking Cowboys break. Snap to Prescott. They block it up beautifully. Fade right side of the end zone. Jason Witten over the shoulder. That's a goat catch. I think that was a one-hander, Brad. Touchdown, Jason Witten, the goat. Wow. Yo, yo, that wow. is not just a uh, memory lane anymore. That's not a thing of the past, guys. It's a thing of the future and of now. Welcome to the Emergency Podcast. Lindsey Draper, Nick Eatman, Derek Eagleton reacting to Jason Witten coming out of retirement. I have to admit, my first question was, as a coach or as a player, guys, you guys were upstairs. I was downstairs. What was your reaction? April Fool's. <laughs> first first thought was what month is this wait a second are we getting punked here like what and then i really you know was like wow i i, I like it i like the move i mean i i like it i mean because and this is a good young football team that made the playoffs and is going to enter the season with some issues at tight end and you know what and he and i think that like he said in his statement you know he's still the fire still burning there and you know, he's got to get those secrets. They're still in the dirt. Let's, uh, let's go get them. So. You know, I didn't think it was completely shocking. I mean, I was obviously, as everybody is, you're shocked at the initial news of it. But then when I thought about it, I was like, you know, um, and I'll, I'll take you back to the playoffs in January. I was talking to Taylor uh, one day, and we were just kind of talking about the team. And, and one thing I, I mentioned to her was, I wonder right now, and this was in January, like first round of playoffs, I said, I wonder right now, if Jason Witten is having any second thoughts. Is he looking at this team? Because it's my personal opinion. I don't know he's never said this to me or anybody I've heard of. My belief is that part of the reason that he walked away is because he didn't necessarily see that this was a team that was right there Mm -hmm. on the cusp of a championship. And it made me think, is he rethinking that thinking, man, what I've seen from this team over the last eight weeks of the season when they went from three and five to where they are now, what I'm seeing is that This team is really good. This team has some great potential. And I could actually fill a void for them that may be the void that could push him over the top. I wonder if he was having that kind of conversation with himself back in January. And so it made me, when I heard this news, it made me think maybe he was having that conversation with himself. And maybe he looked at it now like, I see this team as a rising team. If I jump back in, I can fill a void. And, by the way, maybe that's enough. For me to be able to get that ever elusive ring or get get deep in the playoffs, he has not been able to do that in this so career. So much irony with that. If that is true, and uh-huh. and I don't know why it wouldn't be of of all that stuff that you just said. There's so much irony because I have sat there with Witten on two occasions where he has he has been really visibly upset about situations sort of like that. One of them was Cole Beasley, who mm-hmm. decided to quit at training camp and and go back home because this wasn't for him. But then he came back and he after a weekend and he was like, you know what, I, I changed my mind. I'm sorry, had a little relapse there. And Jason Witten wasn't about it. He was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, you can't just quit on us and come back. And so he had to apologize to Witten. And there was a tight end way back in the day, Scott Sicko, same thing, didn't think he wanted to play. Then he kind of did and wouldn't play. If you don't think you want to play, then you're out. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird that it comes back around like that. If that's what happened. There's I, more to I, it. I, I mean, there's obviously more to it there. I mean, a lot of people have already asked me. I mean, he hasn't gone around too too quickly. And they're like, was he going to get fired by ESPN? Was that Did he get – and I, I don't think that's the case. Yeah. Because I don't think you decide to go play football for your 16th year – if, if you needed a job, he didn't need, you know, he still had a job. It's not like he took that 
you know, I, I I just think that he still wanted to play. I think you're. It's more what you were saying about still wanting to play football. Hopefully, we are going to hear from our friends up at the combine. Yeah, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, David Hellman. They are they're on scrambling the hunt. now. Like they, yeah, they're like they are on the hunt right now, looking to see if there is a Jones or a Garrett there. But we want to hear from you guys. <laughs> Any too. Garrett, we'll take either Any one. Any Garrett. <laughs> 888-855-2297 is the number, but the phone lines will always be freed up for our pals on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, realistic expectations, guys. I want to just get right into it and not even beat around the bush because I've I've seen a lot of tweets come out and say, well, you know, tight ends no longer a priority in the draft. And I personally, you know, disagree with that because I think sitting a year off, 37 years old, um, you got to be realistic with yourself about his contributions. He is one of the greatest Cowboys of all time, but we got to be real here. I, I agree with you. I just don't think you have to go get a tight end. If it happens and, and you're in the third, fourth round, and you know, this guy's rated high, then yeah, you look at you look at Witten and his age and all that. But I, you do think that you know Schultz is, and and Jarwin, two young players, that you know that their their time is coming as well. Now we've seen in the past what young tight ends <laughs> behind Witten don't always work. I think maybe things are going to change um, some there. And another thing, at his press at his press conference for the Jason Witten College Player of the Year, he was not asked, long ago, no, right? A few weeks ago, up here, asked about uh, he was asked about Kellen Moore, and he he kind of you know talked a little bit about how he thinks Kellen's going to really help Dak and do things now that Dak is really able to do. Kind of made it sound like. Linehan wasn't doing that and just had really high praise for for Kellen Moore and maybe that's part of it too. Maybe this offense is actually something he thinks is a little bit more suited for him. Yeah, I know someone that talked to him off the record and he was very very he had a lot of praise for Kellen Moore and what he thought Kellen Moore could do with this offense. Again, maybe that has something to do with this decision that and that's not a knock necessarily on Linehan as much as it is just I think he has a belief uh, that Kellen Moore has the ability to really take this offense to another level, and he can see himself maybe in that role, um, and that that may be something that excites him a little bit. And that coupled with, Nick, I want to rewind to something you said earlier, to pull him back. I mean, we could talk a full podcast alone on what it's going to take to be in shape, to get ready, to get your body right. But what you said, that this team actually could be a contender, that could mm-hmm. lure him back, coupled with, I mean, Jason Witten's been around Kellen Moore, there's a couple things we don't know, you know, that, that he might bring to the table. So that kind of makes this and Kitna interesting. Too. Don't forget Kitna. He and Kitna, Kitna have been teammates. Like, he knows these guys. Well, I'm, I'm just going to read the quote if we didn't have already have seen it already. But the quote says exactly that. And I'm... I, I'm actually surprised a little bit about it uh, that he that he says the fire inside of me to compete and play this game is just burning too strong. This team has a great group of rising young stars, and I want to help them make a run at a championship. This was completely my decision. I'm very comfortable with it. I'm looking forward to getting back in the dirt. Uh, but just but just admitting that, yeah, this is, this team has a chance to win, and, and I want to be a part of it. I'm glad. I'm glad he, you know, he went out and, and said that because that, that's kind of what you were alluding to as well. I don't think it had anything really to do with what was going on at Monday Night Football. I mean, it, it, it's hard to jump into the booth for your first broadcasting gig and be the. He he had some moments. He wasn't polished. He's not Romo. They did him no favors. He's not Romo. They yeah. did him no favors. I I I think, and all of us can probably recognize this because we work in media, but. It is a difficult thing, as we're about to do this in just a moment, but it is a difficult thing to do a broadcast <laughs> with someone that you cannot see. Yeah. And for his first time in the booth, first time doing media, really, they asked him to do a game 
where one of the people that was a part of their threesome was actually on the field and they could not see him to be able to take nonverbal cues of when you're going to talk, when you want to talk, when you want to stop, how you want to enhance something that they're saying or or they want to enhance something that you're saying. Like they did him no favors trying these things with a relatively freshman group of yeah. guys working together in that capacity. So I don't think ESPN did him any favors. No. I, I think that is a poor – to me that is a poor reflection of – what you could expect from Witten if he decides to do that in the future. I think that was a learning year, and they put him on the big stage and gave him a lot of unexpected yeah. things. With a very experimental group. Right, in a in that kind of environment. I just think, ultimately, I think if he wants to go back into that, I think another network or ESPN will do it in a much more control type of environment to let him kind of get more used to it rather than just throwing him out there. I don't think they did. The next headset or earpiece he will put in will be um, as a coach. Anyways, (laughs) I hear we have Brian Broaddus on the line from Indianapolis. BB, just talk to us, man. What do you got? Well, we kind of located where the head coach is. Uh Uh, Yeah, we we actually got to visit. uh, Dave and I real quickly grabbed Kellen Moore, and uh, we're over here at the – the Marriott, across the street from the JW Marriott. So we're over here at the Marriott, and we're staking out, trying to get to Jason Garrett to give us a little idea. This was something that obviously just didn't happen today, I don't think. So, you know, we had opportunities to kind of visit with people. So, uh, yeah, we're over here kind of hanging out, waiting. Hopefully we'll get something from uh, Coach Garrett about the, about the situation. But uh, kind of one of those traditional things that happens to us at DallasCowboys.com. We were all having lunch <laughs> when this all went down. That's so, how it goes. The, the, the streak continues for us. <laughs> yes. Brian, the, uh, other than that, other than maybe you know the, the the salad that you were eating got cut into that a little bit, but you love this, don't you? You love going to steak out and trying to find them. Yeah, no, this is a lot of fun, actually, because uh, you know we I, I've got all these connections with the team, as we all do. So I was trying to kind of like, it was like playing the game of Clue, you know. I was, I was in the laboratory, and I was looking, <laughs> and then I had to go to the ballroom, and then I had to go, you know, I guess I'm too old for the game of Clue. But, uh, yeah. Candlestick, it, uh, yeah. Yeah, candlestick, <laughs> yeah. You know, Mrs. Plum, all that stuff. You know, Fesher Plum. Everybody. Are you going to hit Dave with the candlestick? I should, but no, no. <laughs> but, no, we're, you know, it, it's, uh, yeah, we eliminated the stadium. We eliminated uh, the team hotel. We eliminated, you know, we and finally, we, like I say, running into Kellen Moore, Kellen said, hey, I've got I've to go meet with Coach. So we, we've got him cornered up here. But, yeah, this is. <laughs> You know, this is something that, uh, you know, we've, uh, we're kind of all here. And, you know, we were trying to grab Stephen Jones. Well, we've learned Stephen Jones is not here. He's back in Dallas. He'll be back here tonight with, uh, with Jerry. So, again, hopefully we can have the opportunity. But, yeah, this was one of those things that, uh, you know, I know that was not being talked about here. Uh, you know, even the people that I know at ESPN and stuff like that, I think that they were a little bit surprised by how this all went down. And uh, so, uh, you know, we'll see uh, – you know, we'll see if we can kind of get to get to the the bottom of some of these things. But uh, you know, for the Cowboys, they like to talk about how they're now the youngest team, the youngest team, the youngest team. Well, you know, they've added some age to this team now. And to, to be quite honest with you, I, I really am surprised that they did make this move. Really, uh, what do you think it it does for the chemistry? And really, kind of expand on that. Why why are you yeah. kind of surprised by that? I'm I'm surprised because you know it, it's to me it's. You know, well, let's be honest, though. You know, we've kind of, during the season, there was talk about him coming back. I know Ben Rogers from 105.3 was, you know, went out on that limb and, you know, and took a lot of criticism for it. And I know everybody, you know, we've had contacts with Witten and stuff like that. But, 
you know, we kind of heard the whispers that maybe things weren't going as well as they need to be. And I heard you guys before I came on talking about, you know, it was a difficult situation. And, you know, I totally agree on that, you know, and, and you know, Witten is, you know, one of these guys, I felt like, though, when he hung it up, you know, he was going to hang it up. I didn't feel like that there was going to be any, you know, going back, you know, and usually players know when they need to move on. And, you know, it's very surprising that, you know, that he, you know, took the year off and then now is coming back. And so, you know, I, I think when you look at this draft, uh, you know, I, I feel like that, you know, the heck on the draft show last night, we were talking about, okay, how do you find a way to trade back into the first round and grab one of these first round tight ends? Would you, would you consider trading for one of these first round tight ends? So, you know, I think this team was making plans to, to go that direction. So again, it's a little uh, surprising to me that they would, you know, what they would entertain this, uh, you know, now, well, they entertained it, I guess, earlier uh, or later in the year, but now we've full blown, got it, uh, you know, full circle here. So that, you know, that's a, it's a team that, you know, I felt like has always tried to get, you know, get younger and, and uh, you know, add talent that way. It's just a little bit surprising to me they went this route. Well, Brian, knowing that it's a, it's a guy that's an aging player. Um, sure. Do you think that, in your opinion, do you think it's still the wise and prudent thing for the Cowboys to do to still consider tight end as a priority uh, during this draft? Well, yeah, I think, you know, it, you have to look at it, especially if it's a one-year deal, but – you know, maybe this is the bridge that they needed to get, you know, uh, another year with Schultz and another year with Jarwin. You know, usually you could take veteran players. I mean, we were thinking about, you know, Sean Lee. Was Sean Lee the kind of the bridge to get the other guys ready, you know, and these young kids just came in and played from the word go. And, you know, really Sean Lee is, you know, was kind of an afterthought there for a while. But, yeah, I, I, I just feel like, though, it's, I think if it's any other player than Jason Witten, then maybe this doesn't work this way. But, you know, I, again, I, I, I just I thought that they were going to try to say, OK, let's just go with the young tight ends. You know, let's draft a young tight end. And then, you know, that way you have, you know, Jarwin, young tight end, Schultz, you know, and then kind of go that route. Because this again, this 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 draft. One of the really, you know, we could have two, three tight ends taken in the first round. You know, with the with depending on how this thing falls. So, uh, and then the depth of the position is actually pretty good. Now, does that preclude them from taking uh, Derek? The question you ask, I, you know, I would hope not, considering this is just a one year deal. Okay. And when you talk about the tight ends, and, and Brian knows this better than anyone, you talk about tight ends, three projected guys in the first round. You know yeah. that that's a position that I could that sometimes those guys could could slide. You know, uh, and and you know they might be sitting there at, at maybe not fifty nine, but sitting there in the fifties with a chance to trade up and go, man. Well, yeah, yeah, that's where you know you got the extra compensatory four, and so okay, how do you take you know fifty eight and that four and move you know get up? You know, we were talking about you know can you get into the forties to get one of these guys and. You know that's probably what you're going to have to do now. You, you know, I, I, I would, guys, I would hope that this wouldn't take them out of the tight end market. I, you know, we we talk about, you know, it's hard to say, not hard to say, but it's difficult to say. You know, would Jason Witten be a progress stopper? You know, would he be? You know, would he prevent you from getting a, a, a tight end? And you would hope not. You really, really would hope not. But you know, we we need to see what Jason Witten's role is going to be with this team. You know, he's excited about coming back. You know, Nick, you just read the quote. But, you know, where is, okay, is Jason Witten going to play 80% of the snaps again? Is he going to play 75% of the snaps? You know, what number of the snaps is he going to play? And, then, you know, that's where I think you kind of have to look at things 
and say, okay, is the level of how many snaps are you going to play, you know, really, really worth it for this team? Brian, will you call us back if you track anybody down? Yeah, we will. We're hanging out. It's it's so much fun just to hang out and look at elevators. You know, it's <laughs> a very exciting time. So yeah, uh, but yeah, absolutely. We will check back in with you guys. Appreciate you having me on today. All right, thanks, thanks, Brian. thanks Brian. Appreciate it. All right, take care. All right. All right, guys. We're gonna take a quick break and regroup, but we will be back. The number again is eight eight eight. Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say Alexa. Open Dallas Cowboys. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... ...thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine being shipwrecked on a desert island, alone. Glass-like curls of surf pound the shore with Dr. Pepper-colored waves. Surrounded by desire, but you can't drink it because it's the ocean. Fish live in there. The only thing you want is Dr. Pepper, and you can't have it. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. This is Hangin' with the Talkin' Cowboys break. Streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Thank you guys for letting me host. This is what you just threw me in here. Well, and you know what's going to happen. You're going to be so good at it that by next year, somebody's on a new podcast. <laughs> Derek calls me in his office. He's like, hey, Witten's back. <laughs> Got an and idea. You're back. Get downstairs to <laughs> no, the podcast. You host the podcast for the uh, cover four. Taylor does. It's a great job. Yeah, I just get to sit back, relax. Isn't that the best when you can just sit back and relax? I'm going to hear about that. Yes. (laughs) What? All right, we decided to take callers today, and we have Scott in Jersey on the line. What is up, Scott? What's your reaction? Hey, how you doing? Hey. Hey. What's going on, talking Cowboys break? (laughs) How you doing? Are you working? I'm good today. Uh, Actually, I'm just out of work, walking across town. I heard the great news. I immediately turned the radio on. I knew there would be some kind of... Live broadcast from there you, go. you people. 
Um, you know what I want to know? I, I, I mean, I don't know right off the bat why we carry so many tight ends. So Jason Witten, which is great news, comes back and he is a full-time starter. I think we've opened up a couple of spots on the roster. We don't need that many tight ends. You obviously keep Schultz, Jarwin. You're not looking in the draft. I don't feel you need one. You know, Witten's not coming back for one year. I think Witten's back for three years, two mm. solid years whoa, out of it. Whoa, whoa. Wow. So that opens up spots on the roster. Do you agree? Have you talked to Witten's body? Um, I think that oh, sounds. He's ready for this. I, I think you know. I, I I think it sounds it sounds great. It sounds great. But you know, as as we all know, sometimes our bodies don't are exactly you know aligned. Not, not that always aligned line. with with what your, your mindset is, and so I don't. I don't know if you have to. You don't have to draft a tight end, but I, I think if, if if one, like I said, if one falls to you, that's fine. Um, I don't think. That means you don't think he's a starter then. He, no, no. I do think he starts. I think he starts, okay. but you also have two young tight ends that that you want to develop as well. So tight end to me is not a huge need because you have a starter and you have two good young backups. Or solid young backups. I don't oh, think Rico's yeah. going to be in the mix anymore because I think that Thank experiment God. is over, and I don't think Swaim returns um, in free agency. So I, I I agree with you. I do think a spot opens up, but mainly a spot opens up because because you were holding on to Rico as this experiment guy to see what he could do, and I just don't think it's going to work out here. I do think he'll sign with another team. Yeah. yeah, well, somebody be a fool wouldn't sign that guy. He's good, but we, if we don't have room on the roster, it's our problem. It, he's not good for this offense, and, and, and I don't know if that's a good thing or not. I just don't think he's a good fit. He's going to go – think about this. Antonio Gates would have never survived in Dallas for 15 years if he had to block as much as Witten. That's not his style. Yeah. But there are offenses that will have Rico, you know, maybe a Kansas City or somebody that has a little bit more wide-open style, and I bet you he goes there and he, and he does well. I just don't think it would have worked here at this type of offense. Yeah, thanks. Do you for the... think we could trade him for a number, a, a first round pick? Maybe we could jump back in the first round. For Rico? Rico? <laughs> bye, bye, Scott. It was right. great yeah. chatting with you this first round. Yeah, he's joking. But that I was did. A good but joke. you know, I he's did joking. think that <laughs> I thought his call, his call actually did though dovetail nicely into something we were talking about in the break. Um, when you start talking about what Witten's role is going to be, whether he's a starter, whether he's not, mm-hmm. um, one of the points that I was making to you guys was I think that. For for Witten, if you look at how he has been as a as a starting tight end for this team and how that's what that's meant for other tight ends that they've brought in over the years, typically he's not the one that's necessarily bringing those guys along and making it better for them to ultimately take his job. Like he is not coming off the field. Like he is he wants to be on the field every play. And I think in this move, I think Witten's going to have to come back with a little bit of a different role and a different attitude here because. You don't want him to come back and be your starter every down tight end because if he's doing that, you're not developing Schultz. You're not developing Blake Jarwin. I think he has to come back more in a player-coach kind of role. Not, And I, I say that really loosely. I'm not saying he's a coach, but I'm saying he's going to have to come back. In my opinion, he should come back in a role of I'm not only going to add something for you at the tight end position, I'm also going to be helping bring these young guys along because I'm not going to be here long term. I'm here for a short period of time. Also in the 
Also, in the break, Nick brought up, you know, red zone troubles were a yeah. problem this year. I wonder if that was discussed up front. Hey, you, you know, maybe not going to start every play and, and everyone's going to be behind you, but we do have a need here and you can fill that. Yeah, and I think um, that was a big problem. I, I do think that, that Witten's absence hurt the team uh, in the red zone. I think I was reading a tweet that somebody had said, you know, this is this is good, but I don't ever remember missing him last year. But I, I, I think... Witten helped in the red zone in ways even when he didn't have the ball. You you need a threat back there. You need a guy that can get open, that can find a way to kind of you know post up and, and box out like a basketball player and make a make a catch. And 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 I think just the threat of him um, will open up some things. Or at least it did. You know when he was here, he's going to have to prove that he is still a threat. But I think he'll do that. And so um, I, I think his presence alone can help this team in the red zone. And you know, if Frederick comes back to be the Frederick that you, you know, hope mm-hmm. that he can be, then then th- that certainly will be a, a help in the red zone as well. All right, guys, we have another caller on the line. Kyle from Philly, I believe. Am I right, Kyle? Yes, indeed. How's it going? Great. What are your thoughts? Uh, well, I'm, I'm excited to have Witten with the mittens back. Um, I think he'll definitely play a good role, you know, for, uh, you know, that, like uh, bro- how Broadus was saying, that, you know, that good bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, for, for these uh, young young tight ends, um, I still I still would love to get a free agent tight end, uh, somebody a little younger. If not, you know, if we don't draft one, um, but I definitely think our our premium pick should be like headed towards like the D line and defensive end. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, I just you know, I'm, I mean, I, I am pretty excited. You know, it'll definitely help us on you know those third down. Uh, situations and stuff like that but i would love to get a younger athletic tight end um just because it seems like he slowed down a little bit you know his final year um even though he was still productive uh you know but just to have that young athletic tight end you know that's that's pretty good to have i mean i know we have you know uh, we got jarwin and you know those guys but um but yeah just somebody you know just maybe a younger veteran is what you know i really you know the way i, I think we should go but you know i mean i am excited Awesome. Thanks, Kyle. I want to ask you guys something. Um, gosh, my mind is all over the place. I'm getting text from Dave Hellman. Dave, call us when you have something, please. I know you're up there scouting around. Otherwise, stop bothering us. Stop distracting, <laughs> David. Okay, my question. Uh, just reflecting and reading some of these tweets, not only about Jason Witten, but about Randy Gregory. Mm-hmm. When it comes to the draft, in my opinion, I don't think a roster move should change a draft need. All of a sudden, oh, Randy's suspended. We should be looking at this. Oh, Jason Witten's back, so we don't need to worry about this. I mean, that this your draft, I mean, this is a long time. This isn't a one-year filler type of discussion. So really, how much is it going to change? Well, I, I think that there's different ways to look at it. I think it kind of does change a little bit. It just changes your sense of urgency a little bit. It doesn't necessarily change the, the need because if you've got a guy that that can that can you know screams off the edge and he can get to the quarterback, he's a, he's needed. It doesn't matter if you're sitting there with Von Miller and D Law. I mean, I think you would still take him, but uh, and those guys typically aren't there at number fifty eight. But uh, you never know. I I just think that it's the combination of Randy. You don't know what's happening with him. The combination of Taco hasn't done anything, and Dorrance Armstrong, eh, you know, he's okay for the first year. So yeah, I mean, who's going to play there? And I think I think that that need it changes a lot because he was a young player. Gregory's a young pass rushing defensive end who led was second on the team in sacks and pressures last year. Now he's not here, but 
if the Cowboys were like, we don't ever have any issues with Gregory. He has totally turned the corner. He is fine. If they ever had that in their, their minds, then they all needed to be you know let go. Right, that's my point. They, they, they better not have ever done that. I honestly don't think, personally, I don't think that anything about that announcement should have changed plans for the Cowboys. Because if the Cowboys had gotten into a, a, a false sense of security, because again, this is not, and this is not about, as we've heard before, this is not just about, hey, this dude can't stop smoking weed. Like, there are other issues at play here. And this, as the Cowboys have described it, this is a long term, probably a lifelong battle for him. Not the battle of weed, but the battle of his overall mental health, right? And so if you, if you don't allow for the fact that he's going to have moments where maybe things aren't what they, they should be like he's going to have moments where maybe he relapses. He's going to have moments where maybe he doesn't do something that he should be doing. Right. Because this is a lifelong thing for him. Then then the Cowboys aren't aren't really living by what they're saying even publicly. Right. So I don't think anything about that announcement necessarily says to me that the Cowboys should change their plans. If they were going to look for a defensive end, then they should continue to look for a defensive end. If they felt like we love what we saw from Dorrance Armstrong, and we love what we saw from Taco, and we think Randy's going to be a part of that, then I think they continue with that same plan. And maybe if they feel like they're going to get to a point where they're going to need a body, then they bring in another body. But I think that this doesn't change a lot, at least in my mind, it doesn't change a lot about what I was thinking about the defensive end position. One more caller, guys. Mike in Canada is on the line. Mike, what are your thoughts today? Oh, man, I'm so happy. Nice to talk to you, Lindsay. You do a great job on cover four. Thank you. I love how you said cover four. The, the season this year, but okay. uh, I think we made a step. And uh, I think Witten is I'm just so glad to have him back. I think he's really, really going to help us in the red zone. Nobody gets open in the red zone, in the end zone, better than he does. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. And, I, um, you know, I, I just think it's good. we're going to have to see what he does as far as his development with the younger guys. And, you know, he knew it wasn't really coming off the field before. I do. I just think he's going to have a different mindset. I, I just believe it. You know how it is when you're when you're supposed to run the meeting, but then you you come in 15 minutes late. It's just a different mindset. You have to be different. I just don't think you come in and, That's a good point. and, and, and do everything the way the way you were supposed to. I mean, this you, you left. I, I hey I love Witten, but he left. He he wanted to do something else. And as it turns out, he wasn't ready to leave. But we, when you come back, you know it's different. And that also goes to the leadership part of this. I I loved I loved the way that Zeke and Dak stepped yeah. up in that leadership vacuum last year and became the leaders of this offense. I think Witten needs to come in, and he's got to defer to those guys a little bit, which is different because when he was here before, they deferred to him. Mm-hmm. I think he needs to defer to them a little bit because they are now the leaders, and they are the unquestioned leaders of that offense and this team. And I, yeah. Oh, hey, Mike. Oh, still there. Yeah, yeah, sorry. No, I was just listening to your commentary there. But, uh, yeah, uh, Nick, I, I agree with you coming back. A great book, by the way, the Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I read it. Thank you. It. I appreciate that. Thank you. And uh, getting back to Wit, yeah, he's he's going to have to take a reduced role. I agree with that. I think it it probably to get them the best use out of him, use him in the critical situations where you need to convert on third down and in the red zone, etc., and let the other guys develop. All Thanks right. so much, Mike. You know, you know who else really stepped up in a leadership role last year, and this could have been because of Frederick as well. But I thought Zach Martin was a completely different guy, especially in the locker room. Much more vocal, wasn't leaning on mm-hmm. Zach to talk. You know, probably help. I mean, I'm sorry, Frederick to talk to all the time. You know, help that they had different lockers. Now 
Speaking of lockers, um, you know they <laughs> we got an issue. Somebody well, up there. Well, you know it's not like this has been. We've been here for twenty years. I mean, it's just relatively new. Uh, but but Garrett likes to have the leaders in the corner spots of the locker room, and and Witten had that spot for a couple of years, and then Zach Martin replaced them. Um, but I think this is the least of their issues of figuring out, you know, what. And somebody else was throwing around on Twitter that he's going to wear a different number. He's wearing eighty two, eighty two. That's the number he's okay. going to wear. Who, I'm just people. saying. I, I'm sorry that I even have to say that. Yeah. But, oh, because Michael Jordan wore 45. No, he's, blah, blah, blah. he's 82. He's going to be 82. He's going to be 82. He's going to be. It's open. Yeah. All right, guys. We thank you for tuning in. What is the Can upcoming? I say real... okay. Go ahead. Go, Derek. No, I was going to say real quick. In case people haven't been following Twitter, it's on fire right now. Oh yeah, really interesting stuff from Demarcus Ware, Martellus Bennett as well. Like, yes, you know, their tweets kind what of. What did Demarcus say? Demarcus, I haven't seen. It's actually a video, so I haven't seen it all. But people are responding like, "Oh uh, yeah, come on back." Uh, okay. My assumption is he's like, "Hey, uh, maybe should we uh, should we kind of make this a defensive end thing too?" <laughs> That's um, what Martellus said. Right, Martellus yeah. definitely He's said. Like, let's get he, his the whole tweet gang was like, back let's bring together. the gang back together. But it's fun. It's it's part of Twitter. That's what I love about these well, kind of moments because everybody gets to chime in. On you know what that leads to? Because I've seen this about a hundred times. Nine. No, oh, we already, already, already got a quarterback. That. I already seen. We're that. good. We got. A I know. We got a quarterback. Okay. We, we got a quarterback. Okay. I, okay. Yes, I agree. Don't argue with me. I'm just saying. We've been arguing about this. We got a defensive end too. I mean, Demarcus Lawrence, and I mean. But you can use two. I was about to say, we just finished having exactly. a conversation about another on, one that man. might not be around for the beginning. Oh, that's a great ender for me today. Draft <laughs> right. show's going on all week long. What about you guys? When is the next podcast? Oh, we're back next week. Yeah. Everybody's in different places. We're back right next, week. next oh, week. We will not be back the week after that because that's spring break. But we'll be back next week. So we got lots to talk about next week. All right, you guys. Thank you for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts. And we will be updating DallasCowboys.com all day long with any new updates all weekend long as well. Thanks for tuning in. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!